Hello and welcome to another episode in the podcast In Conversation With. And today I'm having a conversation with James Monroe, head of the National Trading Standards Estate and Letting Agency team. Good morning, James. Good morning, Nick. Thank you for joining me again. And this podcast is all about referral fees. Um, if you wouldn't mind, give us a bit of um, bit of a history. Uh, give us a bit of background of what on earth are we talking about when we use the term referral fees? Okay, well, referral fees go back a long way, or rather, let's say referrals go back a long way. Um, anyone in business will have experienced this, where you will uh, recommend somebody in a in a in a, another business, normally a connected business to yours, one that you deal with, um, and you'll recommend that company or that business to your customers. So this is the traditional referral where whatever business you were in, you you might have said to one of your customers, oh, um, if you need such and such or that kind of service, then uh, go and see that business. I know them, I work with them, they're great and they provide a great service. And and you, you would hope that that person then would go off and use that other business and, um, and that business would at some point say to you, hey, that was great. We had a customer who, who were recommended by you. Fantastic. So far, so far, Just so good, right? Yeah. Good business, good. yeah. Yeah. And then I think what happened was that, um, like a lot of things, people saw an opportunity to, to maybe uh, to, to monetize this, make some money out of it. And um, we then saw, uh, particularly where there are a lot of people in the marketplace offering particular services, um, then people would say, well, hey, if you recommend our business um, to your customers, we'll, we'll pay you for these recommendations or these referrals. And I think this is where the concept of the referral fee or commission um, in some cases was, was, was born. And so uh, what you're then seeing is, is what's developed now is the, is the practice whereby uh, if you come to me as, as, as a business operator, I'll say to you, well, if you go and use uh, Blogs & Co, and, and then you go and use that company, then that company will pay me money or something for, for you, that recommendation. Okay, so we're, we're talking estate and letting agencies. So I, I go in and I, I'm in the process of buying a house, very excited, found the one that I love, and it, it all seems to be going according to plan. And, and the agent, um, it certainly happened to me in the past, the agent said, the other services that you need in the house buying process, we, we, we have an in-house person or um, we highly recommend such and such a company for uh, the solicitor process or the conveyancing process or the removal process. Um, so it's kind of a recommendation from the agent to me as the customer. Um, which sounds on the face of it, good business. Thanks very much. I'm gonna need a removal company, but there's more to it than that. It's the, 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 the financial, what goes on behind the scenes, I guess, that we're, we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's worth remembering there's, there's different um, parties in, in the contract as well, because the agent has a client traditionally, in this case, that will be the seller of, of a property. And, and 
I suppose it's worth remembering that the referral fees are more prevalent in the estate agency side of things in the buying and selling a property rather than the lettings market, although they are still um, used in, in, in the lettings industry. But it's primarily the estate agency industry. And so you've got the agent in the middle who's got that client relationship with the seller. Um, now, there are some limited rules at the moment around um, what what the uh, agent has to disclose to the client about any 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 referrals they make but what we're concerned about mostly here is is the is is the buyer uh, the potential buyers who who come to the agent and as you rightly say they they will go into the agent's office or they will speak to the agent by whatever means they get in touch and as part of that process they will be asked well um have you uh, have you got a mortgage uh, do you need financial advice do you do you need conveyancing or legal services? Do you need a referral a removals company? Um, and all of that offers up the possibility of um, a fee or or some kind of um, uh, financial reward for recommending uh, other other service providers. Okay, so the, the, the clearly it sounds like there's a line that if we're not careful we cross between a healthy recommendation. I'll help you out because I know someone who can do that style of recommendation and something where there's a, there's a fee or a benefit of some form um, as part of that conversation. So what's changed? What's, um, what's the current state of play? What's, uh, what's well, at think, stake here? Well, I think what's changed, Nick, is that, that historically that recommendation, that referral was made on the basis of, of, of good business practice. You, you recommended somebody because you knew they did a good job. Whereas I think now it started to, or certainly uh, uh, a few years ago, it started to tilt more towards, I'm recommending somebody because they pay me the most. And, 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 it, and it's really concerning because it's not just the, um, the, the, the businesses that, that that are affected by this it's it's the individuals within the business because typically in in uh, estate and letting agency businesses individual employees are are often driven by commission or targets and where you've got somebody who's uh, who's motivated by targets and for those targets they may get uh, more money more pay uh, more benefits for that if one of those targets is to introduce as many people as possible to certain providers or certain connected services, then there's bound to be that 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 clash, that 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 that, that problem where you're losing that recommendation on the basis of good business, and it's just done for financial means. And yeah, I can I can see. Um a change of the times really of, uh, I used to work in sales and um, sales, very commission based um, business. Uh, and you, you, all sorts of different practices would have gone on back in the day in a sales environment. And I guess estate agency, very similar, you know, we've got, got sales to make, we've got figures to, to hit. And if at any point you are, uh, there's commission to be earned and you're gunning for whatever is going to bring those rewards. So I understand um, 
MHCLG got kind of involved in this process with yourselves. Um, and um, there's been some reviews of what the industry looks like. Is it getting better? Are we, uh, are we moving in the right direction? Do you think? I think it's, it's definitely better than it was. Let's, let's put it that way. I, it, this, this is a very, um, it, it's a, it, people are quite polarized in their views about referral fees. There are a lot of people, a lot of people in the industry who, who don't think they've got a place in the industry at all. The referral fees shouldn't shouldn't be there at all. Mm -hmm. uh, and so there was a, there was a great call for them to be banned outright. Um, but there are a lot of people in the industry who think that done well um, or done transparently that they have got a place. And I think this is this is the key point here is that um, if you allow the fees to to exist or if you allow people to make referrals then the the next stage is to make those referrals transparent because the problem we had uh the, the big problem that we had was was that the the, the fees were hidden uh, uh -huh. and nobody knew that there were such fees being paid so as a potential buyer going into a, an agent's office um i was recommended to go to a particular conveyancer for example i thought okay, I'll go and use that particular conveyancer because I think they do a good job because they've probably worked with these people before. I go and use the conveyancer and I pay the fee for using that conveyancer, unaware that, that, that sometimes a significant percentage of that fee is being paid to the agent. Now, that calls into question two things, really. Firstly, had I known that a proportion of that fee was going back to the agent, would I have gone and used that conveyancer? Um, but also, uh, had I known, I might have shopped around a bit. I might have gone and used somebody else. I might have been able to get the same service cheaper, perhaps if I went direct or, or if I went to another conveyancer. That makes, makes perfect sense. So if we're talking about business done in a transparent way um, and a trusting way, um, we're not talking about, you know, behind the, the store backhanders. We're talking about a process that um, is is visible for for everyone in the in the transaction. It sounds like it's it's the right way forward. So, what what does transparency actually look like? So, let's let's take that example. Go in um, and someone recommends a conveyancer. Okay, and as part of that recommendation, that referral. There, there is some form of fee, right? So uh, um, the the agent who recommends the conveyancer is getting some money. So let's make it as, as simple as, as 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 we can, right? Some form of commission, right? How do I make that process transparent? Well, it's 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 as simple, really, as 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 you say, Nick. It's it's about um, saying to your. Uh, to your customers, to these, particularly to these potential buyers. Um, if you go and use these people, these connected services, these related businesses, um, then we will receive a fee. Firstly, uh, you need to disclose the actual, the fact that you do get some kind of commission. And secondly, it's about disclosing how much you get, whether that is a fixed amount or a, or a percentage or, or, or some other 
uh, financial reward for, for that re referral. And that needs to be disclosed to people as soon as possible. Um, if it's a standardized referral process, then then put it on your website, put it in your in your literature, um, make it make it known to people. Because what we're talking about really here, and that, and you you mentioned the word trust, Nick, and, and and that's what's behind all of this. It's about trust because we need to trust each other. That that's a fundamental human concept of of dealing with people. We need to, we need to feel a sense of trust, and it, and it's and and that should exist between. Um, business to, to 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 consumer transactions as as much as as any other uh, relationship, and I, and I think that's really that's the important thing here. It's about being transparent with people in your business dealings, because if you're transparent and people trust you, then they're more likely to recommend you to other people. They're more likely to use you again, and and I think that's really ultimately what businesses want isn't it yeah it's a healthy way to progress your your business and i know this this particular industry is one that suffers from uh in the certainly in the past from trust issues i've seen surveys of old that that um have estate agencies in particular very low down on uh, how much the general public trust them so anything that we can do to instill uh, greater transparency and enhance that trust I think it's got to be the right way forward. Uh, it'd be lovely for your clients to recommend you based on that whole experience, totally transparent. I knew exactly what I was getting into. Um, but there, there, there's got to be um, some complexities along the way. So as soon as you mentioned, well, put these, uh, uh, be transparent, put them on your particulars, put them on your website. You know, I imagine that that will, some, uh, some alarm bells will, will be ringing. Because if I put those kind of fees on my on my website and on the particulars, but the the guy down the road, okay, I know I know full well they're doing you know they're doing uh, something similar, but they're not talking about it. Um, it, it. It would concern me as a business. Now I know one of the um, one of the issues that will come up against is um, if you leave something out rather than. Uh, become transparent. So instead of uh, these are my fees for referring this particular service, um, I get myself into is it I, I imagine a CPR issue if there's um, uh, a misleading omission. Is that the correct turn of phrase? So I haven't quite mentioned that I get fifty quid every time you use this conveyancer. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's the, the, the consumer protection from unfair trading regulations or the CPRs uh, or the CPUTRs, um, as they're sometimes referred to, the, they're the, that's the legislation that we're using. It, it's very wide ranging legislation, applies to all businesses. And it basically says two relevant things here. It's one that you businesses should behave with professional diligence. And secondly, that when they're dealing with people, they shouldn't leave out or omit um, material information to people. And material information is, is information that somebody needs to make an informed decision about whether or not to deal with, with, you, with the business. And so clearly um, the fact that a referral fee is being paid 
by a connected connected business or a connected supplier that is information that people need to know because they might think as i said before well i'd rather go and have a i'd rather shop around myself and, and see if i can get a better service or the same service um more cheaply I, it's it's about that transparency and, and i think it's really important that businesses don't see this just in a negative light because that's quite often what happens businesses say well i've got to do this i've got to do that do the other use this as a, as, as a marketing opportunity because i think that there is there is um that, that when people recommend services there's got to be an element of of um recommending them because they think they're going to do a good job i i, I think most businesses let's face it nobody is going to want to recommend uh, a connected business connected business is going to do a terrible job because it isn't going to reflect very well on them is it yeah. so so they are going to be recommending people that they've worked with before they're going to be recommending people you you hope that will do a good job so that's the kind of message the business the agents need to be getting across to their customers is saying look okay if i recommend this connected service i get this fee but the reason i get that fee is because these people do a really good job we've worked with them for years they know us and actually if you really want you can just deal with us and we'll make sure we pass all the paperwork across we'll do a lot of that that um that, that unnecessary communication we'll sort that out for you because we know them so well and that's the kind of thing that that um that businesses perhaps should should be considering when they're when they're looking at this kind of thing so we should look at it from a it, it's a positive right it's transparency uh, we shouldn't be afraid of um making it known about any fees or commissions um be totally open and transparent about that um and then as you say the recommendations become more about how good the connected service would be for my particular client. If we've got nothing to hide, um, then it makes it a far more honest and definitely a trustworthy conversation. And that needs to be done in a timely, timely manner before um, someone progresses or gets to that um, purchasing decision. So I can understand that good practice requires that, that um, timely information about what what fees might be going in which direction. Um, and is it easy for uh, an agent to provide that kind of clarity? What if, right? what if um, I have a deal with my, my local solicitor um, and, and it's nothing to, it's not really etched in stone, but we know full well, if we refer plenty of business to them, we have a bumper Christmas because they come around with uh, a lovely hamper um, and maybe a few bottles of champagne what a Christmas party we have on the back of the solicitors, right? Um, how do we provide clarity around that? Does it become a bit too murky? Well, I think, I don't think, it, I don't think it becomes murky. I think it's about phrasing that in such a way. It's just saying exactly that and putting it in such a way that, 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 that provides that information for people. So the, the, the solicitors contribute towards our Christmas party. Okay, and I think I guess there's 
there's different ways of doing this. So those intangible benefits um, or variable gifts, I think, still need to be included. But I guess it's a bit more um, of a communication question. Yeah, it is. And, and, and that's where I think that's why the government has looked at this in a little bit more detail. They've asked us to look at this in a, in a bit more detail, because what we're actually doing is applying legislation that's sort of kind of a catch-all legislation to this. And it's not really ideal, because if, if you want full disclosure of everything, then it needs specific rules. Because what the current, what the CPRs say is that you, you mustn't leave out information. It doesn't say you must give certain information. It, it, it punishes or penalizes for leaving that information out. So it's not a perfect solution. Um, and and if, if you want to be prescriptive about what, what things should be included or should be disclosed, then it's going to need a change in the rules to, to, to say exactly that. So I think at the moment, um, take a pragmatic view to the, with, with this and, and just be as, as open and transparent as you possibly can. Okay, I, I, I get that. You know, I'm a, um, a sensible purchaser. Uh, and I know, you know, I wouldn't be over uh, overstressed if I worked with an agent and they said, yeah, 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 this is how this is how it works. The solicitor is really great, but just to let you know, they do, you know, they do bring us a big hamper at, at Christmas. Um, doesn't detract from the fact that they are brilliant because we've worked with them for so many years. Um, I think if as long as I'm informed as a, as a client, as a, as a consumer, I can then make up my own, own mind. Yeah, that's exactly it. And it's just about giving people that information so that they can make up their own mind. And I, what we're trying to avoid really here, Nick, is, is, the, is the horror stories we hear of, of hidden fees where, where businesses are getting back um, around half of the cost of the service for a straightforward referral that adds no value to the transaction at all. And I think that's that's kind of thing, that's what we're trying to address here. Okay, that's and, yeah, and is that, um, is that old school practice or, or you, you still think that's going on? I think it's still going on. I don't think it's, I think, don't think it's old school at all. I think it's, it's still there, it still exists and, and I think Again, that's that's the really important thing for me to try to address, for the team to address. But also it's that individual um, commission-driven um, activity which, which we've got to sort out because uh, that leads on to all kinds of um, practices, undesirable practices, which we don't want to see in the industry. And we've, we've seen examples, from, for instance, of where individual employees aren't passing on offers for properties to the sellers, even, even sometimes those offers being higher offers than other ones, simply because that person isn't using any of the connected services of the business and the individual employee isn't getting any commission. Now that is completely unacceptable. It's, it's, and, and, and if, when, when we find out about instances like that, which we have, then those individuals, um, those ones that we've dealt with have been prohibited. They've been banned from, from engaging in that work for the rest of their life. 
has serious repercussions for um, aspects that are, as it turns out, incredibly detrimental to uh, not just to the client, but to the industry as a whole. You know, down go the trust figures because there's been a massive complaint. Someone's been banned or prohibited um, because of a, a, a practice that realistically in a transparent industry shouldn't shouldn't exist. So, and you talked about the, the kind of the industry. So it, it's not just CLG and yourselves who were kind of behind this, there are other industry partners helping in this, um, in this enhanced direction. Yeah, definitely. I think the, it's, it's important to recognize that the industry bodies themselves, the professional bodies are, are, are behind this drive to, to improve transparency. And also the, the, the redress schemes uh, are, have also given their backing to it. Because let's, let's not forget that when, um, when if, if somebody complains about the, the actions of an agent or, or complains about, for example, a hidden referral fee, then, then you're going to get the ombudsman looking into it, the referral, the redress schemes looking into it. And, and, that's, and that's just hassle, unnecessary hassle uh, and expense for an agent because it's going to cost you time. It might cost you money and reward. So it's just unnecessary. And this is why, um, why we really welcome their support and, and the professional bodies' support in the industry because it, it, it helps get that message across. It helps to highlight the, 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 the reasons why agents need to to do this it's not just because we're telling them to do it it's about it's about avoiding the, the hassle the inconvenience the, the financial costs of this and, and, and in improving trust and transparency in the industry so what what does our audience really need to know if they're um let's say they're a, they're an agent and they're, they're listening in and thinking Okay, some of my systems, some of my, let's say, our referral process uh, could be more transparent. Where do they go for advice on how do we make it more transparent, please? Okay, well, if you search online for referral fees guidance, that will take you to our guidance on disclosure of referral fees. If you're a member of a professional body, um, go and look uh, on their websites or ask them for advice because they've they've issued advice on this too um it's worth checking out the um the property ombudsman uh code of practice on um for sales agents because that's they've introduced a section in there on on referral fees um that's that's i think these these are the places to go to to get advice on on this that sounds good but the information is 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 out there um, and I would like to think a fairly simple step of how how a, a transparent process can be followed. So um, we started the, the talk today, James, about a bit of history. What does the future look like for referral fees? It sounds like there's been um, a lot of interested parties uh, doing quite a little work, bit of work on this subject alone. Yeah, they have and I think there's been a lot of delay in, in a lot of things over the last 12 months. Our report to government came out at the end of February 2020, which obviously was perfect timing with the um, uh, COVID pandemic just hitting. And so things were delayed 
for several months. Government issued a response later in 2020, um, accepting the, the recommendations of the report. And um, they are they're committed to looking at this, to, to seeing whether uh, it's, it's appropriate to bring in specific legislation or rules to, to, um, to, to mandate disclosure of, of referral fees. But I think this, this also links into to wider reforms in the sector, the, the regulation of property agents or ROPA uh, reforms were, all, were also put on hold um, uh, over the last 12 months. And I think it's worth um, looking to see what those will bring too, because it may well be that that, um, that they come in together or that they form part of, of the wider reform. Excellent. Sounds like the industry is um, changing in all the right ways. Well, thank you very much, James. I truly appreciate the, the time to share your thoughts and uh, opinions and ideas. Um, and uh, I'm sure there'll be more information uh, online and um, uh, in the press with regards to referral fees uh, as it develops. So that's the end of our podcast today. Look out next week for another episode um, where I'll be talking again with James Munro about all things property. <laughs>